The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome everyone to another episode of the GoFish Marketing Podcast, where each week we cover a different topic within the marketing sphere uh, to hopefully help you get the most out of your budget. My name is Mark Pollard, my business is Funky Vibes Marketing. Uh, joined with me as always are my fantastic co-hosts. We have Chris Roxburgh from My Marketing Guy. Hey Chris. Hello Mark and hi everybody. Yes, another another lockdown special and uh, looking forward to this one though. He says that with the because uh, he's just shown us with the test match cricket on in the background. So <laughs> if he if he erms and ahs or makes a random noise of excitement, you can it's bet more than usual. Yeah, you can bet <laughs> that something's going on in the cricket. Uh, now, certainly, probably not watching the cricket. Uh, certainly, if she's got any sense, is our other co-host, the fabulous Elaine Atherton from To Sum It Up. Hi, Elaine. Hello, nice to be here. No, I'm not watching the cricket. I'm, I'm, I've just rather watched the paint dries on dry on the walls than watch the cricket. Shocking, man. Shocking. Man. I must admit, <laughs> I don't mind one one day in 2020, but test the only time I've been able to watch test match cricket test match cricket is either if alcohol's involved or when I used to do art at school. The art teacher used to let us have the cricket on instead of doing art, and quite frankly. <laughs> It was a 50-50 tie, and cricket somehow managed to win out. I think that was just my teenage years. That was quite clever of him, wasn't it, though? Yeah, genius. Yeah, genius. So, some people can't understand why a five-day match can end in a draw, but uh, I can, and I think it's fascinating. <laughs> That's a little insight into Mr. Uh, Roxburgh's brain there, people. So, uh, if you would like... If, I don't know whether this might be your first Go Fish episode. If it is, uh, don't panic, because actually there is a whole catalogue of other shows that you can listen to. Uh, you can find them on the podstation.co.uk. There is a Go Fish page there, and there are links to all of the major podcast platforms where you can find our previous episodes. There are 20 other episodes or 21 i lose track maths was never my strong suit there's plenty put it that way it'll keep you busy for a long while Uh, and as i said at the outset each one covers a different topic so there's loads to be getting your teeth into Uh, if you do want to get in touch with us now why would you want to get in touch well perhaps you've got questions to ask off the back of any of those previous episodes it doesn't just have to be this one then you can send an email to gofish at thepodstation.co.uk and we'll let you know. If you've got any suggestions of topics as well, we'd love to hear from you there because um, we're always running a bit dry on ideas. Uh, so it's always handy to have your input. What do you want? What's current? What's relevant for you? That's per- ideally what we need to be addressing right now. What else? Uh, if, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. That's Go underscore fish marketing. Give us a follow. Give us a like. There's loads of tips and posts out there. We post questions. We run competitions. It's fascinating stuff, really. And you won't know unless you follow us. You can also DM us as well. So if if email's not your bag, then just send us a message on social media instead, either with a suggestion or a question. I think I've covered everything there, haven't I, guys? I think so. Quite an extensive list. Yeah. Comprehensive and professional as always. So who wants to unveil the grand topic for today? Shall we go to Mr. Roxbury Lane, since it's his Oh, I think so. I think it's right up his street. Go on. Okay. It's it's probably up uh, up one of my cul-de-sacs rather than up my street, this (laughs) one. It's... uh, 
it's Facebook. And Facebook is one of the most uh, famous and infamous uh, social media platforms of the lot. Uh, it's huge. Uh, we've got uh, we've got some very big numbers to talk about, and in the UK alone, you've got 30 million UK users uh, with 45% using it every day. Worldwide, we've got 8 million, 80 million, sorry, SMEs, and that's the reason we're we're talking about Facebook today from a business from a business perspective. There are a huge number of businesses on Facebook, active on Facebook every day. And you only need to tap into a small quantity of these to have a very successful business, small business of your own. Now, Facebook. That's the subject for today, Facebook. Now, Facebook's a tricky one, isn't it, Elaine? Because there is a fine line between Facebook fun and Facebook business. Facebook came into our lives many moons ago. I remember. It was a friend of mine who said, oh, there's this new thing called Facebook. You should sign up. And I signed up and in utter horror thought, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? And promptly left it alone <laughs> for many, many years. It it started out as a social thing, sort of a personal thing, and has evolved into a more of a business tool, hasn't it? And I think there is a risk sometimes that people merge the two without realising it. Well, I think I think that... It's not even just a risk. I mean, it's actually happening, isn't it? That some people have this created by others. Not to be fair to say, this sort of wavy line between, oh, why am I using this my personal page in commas for business, or am I using it personally? And I think it's it's quite hard if you're self-employed to to keep that line very clear. Um, because people are obviously looking for you, aren't they? And think, oh, so that's her page or his page, but it, actually it's your personal page, and you've got a business page as well. So it it does it has ended up, I'd say, particularly in the last eighteen months, that I get more requests for people on the personal page than I've done in a long time, and they are only people I've met through business. So it it there is a wavy line now, without without a doubt. It, it wasn't at the start. It seems it's a bit more like that now, really. And of course, it's all down to the individual if you're okay with that. Sorry? Do you accept those requests? Um, No, not always. No, no, no. No. I don't, to be fair, on my Facebook page, I don't put anything on it that I wouldn't want anyone else to see. I'm not really a Facebook person anyway. So for me, I don't really use it to put personal stuff on. So. I'm not unduly worried, but if if I did, I absolutely wouldn't. I would keep them very separate. And where do you yeah. stand, Chris, on this uh, sort of the the personal business? I assume your first piece of advice when someone comes to you for your marketing guru skills is to make sure that you have a personal and a business page set up separately. But uh, where do you stand on the whole request? Because I get them as well, where business people invite me to connect on my personal page and and yeah do you accept them well you... I, no i don't <clears throat> i'm a bit like elaine there. what what goes on my personal page isn't particularly stunning but i don't want i don't want people that i don't really know on my uh, on on my personal page if i've just met them a couple of times at networking groups or whatever uh, and then I suddenly get a request. Well, they're, they're not a friend of mine, nor me of theirs. But I'm more than happy to connect on the business page. And that's what I normally, I normally send them a message saying, in the politest possible terms, saying, I don't feel it's appropriate to connect on the, on my personal uh, profile, but to uh, come across and join me on the business page. But of course you, you know, do need. Of course, you do need a personal page, don't you, in order to actually set up a business page? You do. Yes, you do. Uh, yes, the person. Some some will take Elaine's wavy line to to the limit and use their personal profiles for business. And when Facebook find out about that, they will normally they normally try and close that page down. Well, they won't try. They will close that page down mm-hmm. because the personal personal profiles that you can get far greater reach on your personal profile than your business page. But, um, quite naturally, Facebook would prefer that you use your business page for that and pay them for the privilege of the uh, of the wide reach. 
So, Lynn, this probably applies to both types of, of businesses on Facebook, those who haven't set up a business page yet and those who perhaps have. I come across it all the time. What are some of the main things that people need to be looking at and double-checking when they're either setting up or have set up a business page? What needs to be on there? That's the question. Um, yeah, on on their business Facebook page. I mean, it's it's if you sort of look at it as a an extension of your website and your branding in in as much as you need to have a, a a logical plan in mind what is that facebook page going to do and what are you going to what's your objective with it is it just something that people will look at respect irrespective of how much they're going to use it and look at it and how much you're going to use it they should be able to look at it and think oh yes they that is that company and they've recognized you because of your branding so there's no point in having a Facebook business uh, page that completely doesn't sit with anything else in your brand, in my opinion, um, because the idea is is that all your platforms should have some synergy and some connection so that people can see you. So, so the branding of it, you know, so that that means your visual, obviously, what you know, what your, uh, your your banner and what does all that look like? Do you use in um, your profile picture? Is it is it your logo or is it you personally? You know, there's these are decisions that you want to make. Um, but mainly it is like, well, what are you going to do with it? Because the, the sad bit is, is that I've, you know, you know, a number of people say, yeah, I've got one. I absolutely hate it because that means there's something else I've got to stick the posts on or I've got to do something with. Okay. So yeah. if you're not going to use it to its full extent, then there isn't any point in even having one in the first place. Um, because there's lots of, which I know we're going to talk about, there's lots of different things you can do with a page. So what's, what's your plan? And you know what? There is so much information out there that actually you'd never be sure to find a place to find the answers um, because it all obviously depends on what you're looking to do with it, really. From a graphic design perspective, I always find the first thing that I notice are the profile pictures and the banners and whether they fit or whether they're badly mm. pixelated. And it, it it's quite important that you make sure that your artwork fits and it looks smart because that's the first thing you see. But, Chris, there's quite a lot of information, isn't it, that Facebook allows you to add. It's not like LinkedIn's business pages, which haven't quite taken off to the same extent. Facebook's business pages are quite successful and do get some really good engagement, and it's very much worth making sure all that information is on there, isn't it? I think so, yes. Um, there's a lot of, lot of facilities on Facebook in terms of, being able to list your your prime services upfront in a very uh, in a very very obvious way, so that they're they're readily seen as soon as people drop on the page. But I think something you said before, Mark, about the uh, the banner and the profile picture. If you don't get that right, and you don't get the little bit of you know the about us right, then you've you've wasted that first impression. You don't get a second chance to make the first impression, and one or other of us have said, have said that time and again regarding marketing and the impact that uh, that our marketing collateral can make. And this is so true of, uh, of Facebook: get that right, make it comprehensive, and you are you are halfway there. Elaine, what what kind of po how, how often or how regular do you post to Facebook? How do you use it for your business? Well, I probably don't use it in the, the best way for, I'm talking about business page now. What I do, I don't post on it every day, but I use Instagram, which I try to do every day and I feed it into my Facebook page, my business page, which to me is, is the easier way and the more logical way of doing it. Um, so I like to do that. So anything I put, I know. So you, obviously, the, I'm saying obviously, not everybody might not know, but in when you put your Instagram post on, it gives you the ability or the option to share it on your Facebook page, on Twitter and Tumblr, I think it is. So you just click it. You want it to feed through to there. So that's what I, I do. Then outside of that, then there's other things that I'll put onto my Facebook page, which wouldn't necessarily go onto to Instagram because uh, Instagram has more limitations, whereas Facebook 
is pretty good, really, the, the amount of stuff you can put on it, you know, with your videos and your links and all of that stuff. So it does allow you to do a lot more. So that's how I use it. I wouldn't say I, I'm the, probably the, the best user of it, but um, it works for what I do. I do do stuff regularly on it. So uh, so that's, you know, that works for me, really. Just picking up on one of those points that you made there, Elaine, uh, about the posting from Instagram and ticking that box, I would just urge a little bit of caution for people when they do do those things because the uh, appearance of that post on those other platforms does tend to show and suggest that it has been done in that way. So yeah. uh, it can resize the imagery that you've used. It can say posted from Instagram or there are, there are sometimes some notable features. And for me personally, I don't think it, for me, it takes just a few seconds longer for me to copy and paste the content that I've used in Instagram on Facebook using the same image and avoid that kind of an issue very simply. Um, so j- that was just a an add on to to what you've you've said. There. <laughs> so I do the lazy one. Although to, to be fair, I wouldn't do it in certain circumstances. I do it because it's a, it's it's something that just is a very easy, quick to do, and it works for those particular types of posts. And because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be posting it on um, my Facebook page anyway. No, absolutely. So there's, there's... I don't. Yeah, there's not there's nothing wrong with doing that. the The function's there for a reason. It's there to make people's lives easier. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose for me, because of what I do, and I, I, maybe it's the OCD in me. I, those <laughs> those small little details irk me a little bit, and I think, well, I'd rather not have that. And if you're a person like me, you might be a bit more particular about that thing because we all have a thing we're particular about. We this do. this seems yeah. to be my thing. Um, I, I, I prefer I to... My thing is probably the fact that we're talking to different audiences on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We can say the same thing. In fact, I've scheduled a few a few posts on the, uh, the scheduling tool Hootsuite just recently, and I've said the same thing, essentially. But tweaked it slightly for to to make to make it more appropriate for each different each different platform. So obviously the Twitter one is going to be much shorter. So you've got to be snappier in your language and uh, uh, and, and more concise. LinkedIn you can go into more detail. Facebook you can go into a bit more detail, but perhaps in a slightly more chatty way. But, uh, and with, with Instagram you've got to bear in mind what Instagram's for. So I, I do I do consider the audiences. I understand why Lane's done that. Absolutely understand. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a presence there, would you, Lane? No, no. And I'm totally doing. with you about the repurposing um, your posts. Absolutely, exactly yeah. what you said, Chris. I really work on repurposing my um, posts so that the, the content might go through the week on different platforms and they'll do it in a different way totally and for me instagram is um sorry linkedin definitely is always a more comprehensive you know post but yes it's, it's, it's yes it's what works for you isn't it really but i wouldn't i wouldn't be doing this uh facebook page stuff that regularly if i'm honest because i don't actually get much that much from it traffic through it anyway for some reason, so maybe after this, I'll have more idea of why I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, it is it, that. I mean, that's a great point by Elaine. What particular yeah. type of audience are you going to find in Facebook? Because the way I've always looked at Facebook is more people are or tend to go on there for social reasons. It tends to be when they're sitting at home in front of the TV or during the lunch break at work it's not with a work hat on particularly but if they come across something business orientated it's more as a consumer than it is a business person looking for an opportunity so your audience message has to be geared away towards that that kind of a person and mindset um, i don't know whether you've got any thoughts on whether it's any different chris well i think Yes, yes, I have. And um, 
six years or so ago, when I first started doing Facebook to a significant level, I was getting fabulous reach, and I don't get anything like that reach now, in spite of the fact that my, my following has increased. And this is what we're all battling with at the moment, and this is why Elaine's probably feeling a bit dispirited about Facebook and not wanting to bother, because nobody's engaging, nobody's, um, nobody's, nobody's following, nobody's liking, commenting, sharing, whatever. Uh, the way around that now, because we're told that Facebook give us about 3% organic reach these days, whereas it used to be much higher. So whatever your following is, 3% of that. So if you've got 100 people, you're only going to reach three of them organically, uh, in, in theory. Now, the, the other side of that is because they, they, they took away that reach because they felt that people's feeds were being clogged up with what they felt was free advertising. The reality of it was probably that, um, that Facebook wanted to monetize that situation, realize that people needed that reach, and they turned that into suppressing the organic reach, but opening up a very, very effective, very efficient, and highly targeted advertising facility. So we can now, for, for just a few pounds, we can reach, uh, we can reach thousands of people of our choosing. So I don't know what your target market would be, Elaine, but, um, but if you go for your target market within, within Facebook's, uh, advertising facility, you can get down to a very, a very granular level. So the yeah, only people seeing your, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the only people seeing, seeing that. And those are the people, those are the people you want following you. And you will get people following you as a result of advertising. Mm. But the, the general reach, the organic reach is very, very poor. Don't expect, don't expect anything for a beautifully written, handcrafted post. That, uh, that, that, that you're very proud of, you put it out there, and you get 25 people seeing it. It's really dispiriting. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client-ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. Well, let's just boil down on that because there's a few different things that you've mentioned there, Chris. Uh, the first one is your organic reach and starting from the organic point of view, your first port of call obviously has to be to try and get as many people to like and follow your page in order to to get the posts visible to them in the first place. How do we get that? Because some businesses, certainly businesses that aren't necessarily I'm thinking more like the professional type businesses. So accountants and solicitors seem to have a real difficulty in building up their audience numbers, their page likes. Whereas my my other half as as um, an arts and crafts shop, an arts and crafts business, and she's managed to get a huge following on her page. And there seems to be two different. Uh, well, yeah. it, it seems two different rules of how easy it is to build up your audiences depending upon your business type. So how do we get around that problem? Advertise. I mean, that's the only way around that problem. There is no magic bullet. I, talking about law firms, I had a budget of £50 a month from one law firm going back a few years. We built their, their following to 1100 in 12 months. On the back of fifty pounds a month, so not bad. So when you say that, sorry, Chris, who you mean about you? Uh, so followers. This has nothing to do with uh, boosting your 
post or anything like that. This it, is about promoting no, your page. Your page, yeah. Promoting, yes. boosting your page in front yeah. of your potential target market. Yeah. So if this particular law firm was uh, heavily into family law, you'd, uh, you'd aim it straight at, at people who were, who were perhaps separated, who were, oh, there were all sorts of, I won't go, I won't, I won't go into all the gory details, yeah. but, but we, we, we tell Facebook everything about our lives. So they can, um, we don't all do that, but a lot of people, millions of people do. So, so once, once Facebook have got all this information, they, they put, they put you in cubby holes to pigeon holes mm. according to your keyword. So if you've mentioned, oh, I had a dreadful week, I've decided to leave the wife or something like that, you, you will, you will be able to be targeted by a solicitor somewhere along the line because mm. you've put those, those keywords in, separated or left or whatever. They, they buy information from the supermarkets. They know what we have for breakfast. They literally know what we have for breakfast. <laughs> well, they didn't so, know what I had for breakfast because I didn't know what I was going to get for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I had to go to the shops. <laughs> Um, we always use the word strategy when it comes to content for our page. Uh, people probably get bored of us using the word. It's going to be a use a word we're going to have to use again because it's obviously very important having a plan, having a strategy. But what are the key points that people need to bear in mind with their posts and and, and regularity? Who's going first? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll stay with you, Chris, and I'll come to you, Elaine. Okay. Okay. As far as your posts are concerned, keep them keep them relevant. Keep them relevant to your target market. And when you're writing a post, have in mind the people who you're writing for. Don't just write for an industry or a demographic. Have in mind who have in mind a person. So you're making it very, very personal. Your posts will read better if you've got if you've got the, the, the exact person who you're aiming at in mind because there are lots of people like the person that you're you're directing the post at so i suppose that's that's number one in terms of the, the post content making it relevant using power words emotional words words like fantastic work so much better than quality words like help me out here mark you you know you know your way around power words <laughs> I'm sticking with fantastic. <laughs> it is. You, I like that you, word. you do have to change it. You do have to change your language. It can't be as formal, can it, on Facebook? No. Um, it it, it no. has to be more relaxed because Elaine, the 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 people who are reading it, as I mentioned before, are probably sitting on their couch or having their butty at lunch, just scrolling through to see what's happened in their world in the last five minutes since they last checked. Yeah, I, I think it's asked to a point you made before, Mark, as well as you know about uh, your partner's business, and I think it, it's people's mindset. It, it goes back to who's looking, doesn't it? So it's it's people's mindset when they're looking, which so they don't want on Facebook when they're looking for things. People want something that catches their attention. Uh, so, which is why when we do things, it should it should vary massively in. Is it uh, something that's maybe a, a great quote? Is it something, a funny story? Is it we're asking people's opinion? So there's lots of different things that people just like instant. Oh, you know, you've got to catch the right quick because they'll just scroll past anyway. They're just looking through their newsfeed. So it's keeping it, yes, relevant to your brand and your, your business, but actually making it a little bit different so it stands out. And, and I think for, for me... I use Facebook when I'm not, not using it from a business. I just use it as a bit of a stroll around, I suppose a bit like, um, you know, a shopping center because I don't particularly like strolling around shopping centers, particularly at the moment, but I don't, I'm not really, I'm not a, I'll just go out for a day's shopping and see what I find person. I go out for a purpose. So for me, when I sit on Facebook, I have a little, Oh, that's interesting. And I'll go, you know, I'm, I'm the classic. I'll go off on a few tangents and I, you know, I'd see, 
the, the craft place, I'd see that, oh, they're nice pots. And I'll go off and, you know, look at their website. I'm that sort of person. So I think you can understand why some different types of businesses like potentially ours, that, that Facebook is not necessarily the thing people are looking for because they're looking for more creative switch off stuff, I think, um, on Facebook than they would be certainly on LinkedIn anyway. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. I can talk from my own point of view. Really, important thing to do as a in terms of a strategy, though, is is to keep it varied, isn't it? Is to is to not be posting about your business all the time. Post engaging, informative stuff. People like like how tos. They like lists. Uh, And if you can vary it up with videos of. Perhaps, perhaps you would do your own video. You've done that, Elaine, haven't you? I've done videos, yeah. 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 Podcasts, you, well, you know, um, like audio ones as well. I've done that, little did you know, and it's just, a, it's like, it's called something called Cherbit, actually, which you can use on Facebook, and it's literally, you record something through Cherbit, which is a free tool, and um, and then you can upload it onto Facebook. So it's a bit of a, you could just be giving people I think you can record them up to about 10 minutes, I think. But, you know, if you just wanted to give people a did you know fact, it, and the, even the symbol of Cherbit is really eye-catching. So you wouldn't scroll past it. You'd just think, oh, what's that? And you'd, you'd listen to it. So, yeah, without doubt, it is keeping it varied to grab people's attention. Definitely. I mean, I, it sounds like a, a major plug. And, in fact, just to compound matters, I'll put a link to the page in the show notes. But... Uh, she did uh it's the barnes page did a post it was six days ago now and it was it was one of those maths challenge questiony things um and she had 479 comments wow yeah which is mental really when well it's it's mental that anyone would want to do maths as a as 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 a (laughs) a math teacher Um, but but it, it, something like that has clearly, I mean, it, it's got very little to do with what the business does, what the services that offer, but that simple maths quiz thing uh, yeah. got an enormous reaction to it. And I guess, I guess that perfectly, um, that perfectly showcases Facebook and the enigma that is Facebook because yeah. it doesn't have to be, it's not LinkedIn. You don't, you don't have your, your serious frowny face on. You're not having to be the consummate professional at all times. You can let your hair down. Although I would say, Chris, when I'm, I'm just about to ask you now about content and ideas for content, there is that fine, and we mentioned it before, very vague, squiggly line between being relaxed and engaging with people and just going over the precipice towards inappropriate and too familiar. Yeah, and it, once again, one of us, I think, I think it was you, Mark, said it before, probably depends on the industry that you're in as well. But some, some t- sorts of content will work in every business. Uh, human interest will work in every business. So if you've got a new member of staff and you want to, you want to highlight this, or if you've got a, an employee of the week scheme, you could put that, put the employee of the week up on a Friday. I did that on behalf of a client some years ago, and it was always one of the most popular posts of the week. That used to upset me a little in terms of all the effort <laughs> I put into the other posts, but um, but I did realise that, that the human interest ones were were those that got you that got you that reach that wouldn't that you wouldn't get otherwise, because you've got to, you've got that person who is employee of the week telling her wider family or his wider family. Uh, about that, they go on, they put a comment, and there was one um, solicitor who will remain nameless. Uh, he was employee of the week, and uh, his mother put a comment. <laughs> <laughs> it was ah, he's done awfully well. Hasn't oh no! <laughs> oh, gutted. <laughs> oh, it was cringeworthy, but but you know. He got lots of likes and probably caused a few laughs in the office. But that, those, those on a Friday used to get fantastic reach. And what it did for that firm of solicitors was, with, with, uh, with 
Mary, who's just qualified as a paralegal, let's say, her wider family get to know, her friends get to know, she'd be very proud of the fact that she was, she, she qualified and they'd made her employee of the week. And there would be people who would say, oh, I didn't realise Mary worked for so-and-so's. And when they needed a solicitor, they'd think, they'd think Mary. That's, that's the theory yeah. anyway. It yeah. certainly gives, gives the company a, a better than even, even chance. And they could see the logic in this and the logic why we, we like doing the uh, employee of the week and human interest mm-hmm. stories. But there are lots of other, lots of other things that would get engagement as well. What content has think... worked well for you, Elaine? What, sorry, what was that? Sorry. What, what sort of content has worked well for you on Facebook? Um, some of the best ones, really, without scrolling through my phone. Um, I think it's the ones where uh, I'm perhaps a little bit more open and honest in in a way, or a bit of a what's I want to say open and honest is a bit more personable about maybe that's something that's happened and people yeah. just a little bit more open. People like that, don't they? They like to sort of think you're human and things. Um, when a good thing's happened or actually a tough thing's happened. I think people, there's so many people reading things thinking, oh, I can relate to that. Uh, and just some of, some of the, the, the fun ones as well. They tend to work. So I, they're probably just as you said, I think that's the point of it. You're always quite surprised at some of the ones you think, oh, I spent forever doing that. Um, and it never really went anywhere. And actually the, the, the quirky one that just appeals to people at that time can be the one that just yeah. flies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, fun getting, stuff. Getting on the back of trending news is another, another good tactic as well, Mark. Mm. If you're looking at, uh, for instance, this, this podcast won't go out for a little while, but just, just now lockdown is being relaxed. People are talking about holidays. Some airlines are, uh, are flying to Europe. Um, getting on the back of that, because that did become a trending topic just recently, holidays. So if you can, yeah. work, you can work something in regarding yeah, your company around, yeah. around holidays or travel or travel agent or uh, lockdown, uh, lockdown easing, whatever it might be, then you've mm. probably, probably got a good, better than even chance of getting good, good reach. If you use the all important hashtag in well, your yes. uh, in your post, <laughs> just sorry, there's one thing. All about well, he does. He's the expert on that. Definitely needs to share more. The the bit um, that just as you were saying that, it sprung to mind was I very well. I'd say probably ninety nine percent of the time we'll put a visual with the post on Facebook, and I um. They are within, you know, my branded colours, um, and I'm quite. I do like writing stuff anyway, so I do like the caption to whatever's on this visual to be a. Oh, I need to read that. You know, it's that's that. It's something that makes people want to read a little bit more as to where where's it going that story going to take them. So I, I, I'd say that for me, that's I, I can't imagine actually putting a post on Facebook that didn't either have a visual. Or a link to something they were going to listen to. My, you know, and certainly, as, as I'm saying that, I think that's pro- that's what I do do actually, without even realising I wouldn't not do that. My my most successful posts tend to be more fun orientated. So competitions, uh, you mentioned before, Elaine polls are always a good one. People love yeah. voicing an opinion on something. Uh, quotes are always a good one. Competitions seem to be the main one. Quizzes challenges those are the ones that have done really well stuff that's engaging people can get involved in it people might want to share it and that goes back to the reach you mentioned before chris it's i suspect much the same as linkedin where if you want a good organic reach it requires an early engagement and you're not going to get that from something that doesn't pose a question or invite some sort of a comment Mm. no absolutely right just as uh just as with LinkedIn, the first two hours are absolutely crucial on, on Facebook. And if you get good engagement in those first two hours, your post is likely to fly. If you don't, it might not. Mm. Uh, so 
But don't don't give up on a post that hasn't been popular. Uh, try and post it again at a different time of the day, or slightly change the opening the opening sentence, which might uh, might not have been as attractive as it could have been. Very often, it's something simple that's wrong with the post. If you're happy with it, if you've spent time on it, it's often something, something as simple as the wrong time of the day or the wording. Uh, another another cautionary note is is that you mentioned it, Elaine. The, the links in your post, Facebook don't like, just as LinkedIn don't like you taking people off no. their platform. Yeah. So one tactic that I use on LinkedIn, not every time, but sometimes, is to make my post and then put the link in the in the first comment down. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, and that applies with Facebook as well. Just try it. Um, yeah. See if it makes see if it makes any difference. Yeah, yeah, no. Because no, so yeah. you, you you're fooling LinkedIn. Sorry, you're fooling Facebook into thinking that you haven't uh, you haven't posted a link there because you haven't in the, the original post. So yeah. they they won't be uh, they won't be suppressing it the way they might. Ten minutes, ten days, ten actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office, or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10-actions. There is, as you, you started this, this bit with the strategy, didn't you? And it's, it's um, which is absolutely key. And the, I suppose the answer is we're all going to, we're all going to come at this different ways, aren't we? Depending on well, what our business right. is. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong. It's just finding what works for you, really. And if it doesn't get a good organic reach, there is, of course, the option of boosting it and exposing it using that targeted facility, which is a, a fantastic tool. Uh, Elaine, what's your experience of using the, the Facebook um, tools for getting that better reach for your posts? Yeah, I, I boot, the boost, boosting posts is what I've done the most of uh, in promoting my Facebook business. And again, I mean, it's, it's, it's as Chris said, it's, it's being very mindful of actually, well, who am I going to with this post and what, what audience is it? And be, being very clear on who you would you like to open this post because and who's it going to help the most? Because when I first started doing the mistake I made was I was too generic, really. And the, the whole thing is, is you've got to really narrow the audience down to, to maximize on the post. So I got better at it. Uh, so as I, as I got better, obviously the number of views, um, be, became a lot um, higher. So there's it's definitely there's definitely a bit of trial and error. But from my point of view, um, I didn't sort of read up on it enough before I did it. So I probably wasted money really. I'm honest at the start and think, no, I'll just give this a go because this is what people say uh, to try, and it wasn't really very effective. But then as I got better at it, it was, um, and that would be my go-to now really. Although I think last time I might have actually done an ad tried that so they do work they do work but you've got you again it's like anything you've got to have your target audience right to, to make it more effective chris the we yeah. were in linkedin we covered the advertising tool that that offers and quite frankly we described it as much the same as trying to make a space station function it's expensive and clunky to say the least facebook's facility is quite the contrary isn't it it's very user friendly it is something that people can have a go at doing themselves albeit you may suffer some of the same pitfalls that elaine's just described there about not targeting correctly trying to be too generic to to capture everyone what what's your experiences with the facebook tool it's a very much easier platform to do a diy advertising job on than LinkedIn is. You've got four different choices of uh, methods of advertising with Facebook. You, you can sponsor your own content, so you can 
you can boost a post. You can, you can boost your page. And boosting means putting, putting that, uh, fixing a budget, which could be £10, it could be £100. Fixing the time period and fixing, fixing the audience. So you will boost that particular message or your particular page to that audience that you've chosen. Uh, you can, you can do text ads and text ads are quite, are quite versatile and they work on the basis of pay per click or cost per thousand. So that's the, so going through them very briefly, that's the second one. And uh, you can do dynamic advertising as well, which, which will promote your content to people who have, who have been, let's say, on your website. We're going to go down the very technical route here, and I'm not one to talk technical really, but there is such a thing as a Facebook pixel, which is a piece of computer code which you place on your website, and when someone goes on your website, if they come back onto Facebook and you are advertising, there is potential that they will see your advert because your website will have told your uh, will have told Facebook that this is they they've been there. Push it out to them again. So that's why we see when when we go on the likes of I don't know the John Lewis John Lewis website for table and chairs, we'll see that table and chairs advertised on Facebook to us, and it follows us around elsewhere with with a company that figures that as well. But that's that's how that happens. So that's the other that's another form of of dynamic advertising. So so really, uh, you know, the, it's it's pretty versatile. The audiences you can you can choose by demographic, by location, by people's interests, and by their behaviours. Those are the four the four main elements. And within those, there are hundreds of choices. Mm. So I'm a big fan of of Facebook advertising. I've got to say. Uh, in addition to the fantastic uh, advertising tool that they have, uh, there is also a whole host of other features that you can build into your business page, which are really useful. And I thought it might be worth just going through a few of those and just chatting about the benefits that we've enjoyed from them. Uh, Elaine, I'll start with you. You've mentioned groups previously. You're in a number of groups. Do you want to yeah. just explain to the listeners what groups are, what the difference is, and, and how you can sort of tie them in and benefit from them? Yeah, I mean, groups are... A really good idea so say I wanted to get a collective of people together um so I've got the page which is I, I post on and people just go to the page and my comments might come up in their feed but my my um group is going to be people I invite to a group so it could be say I was I don't know doing a group on coaching sales coaching so I could invite whoever I wanted to the group and I can do it specifically so I can just invite certain people or I can launch my group out generally and invite people to come and join it. So then you can decide whether you want your group to be private or you want it to be public. So if it's private, it means that only people in the group can actually see whatever's going on in the group. And and there's a you know, huge range of groups. My goodness, there's just tons and tons and tons. And some groups might just be that you're only ever going to have 20 people in it. It doesn't matter. It's really, you know, as to what you want. So, so within that group, then you've got options of whether you're giving people training, um, or you're doing that. There's actually something I haven't used it. A friend of mine's used it where there's units. You can put units of training into, into the groups. Um, and so people can, so you can put them in there and people can look at them at their leisure, um, and work their way through all these sort of like modules, really. So there's, there's lots of, Lots and lots and lots of different things. I think, think with a group, it goes back to what Chris was saying before, really, is when you've got people in a group, so you could have a hundred people in a group, you are not going to get a hundred people commenting and, and engaging. You're just not, because what happens again, some people just observe, they just like to look. It's not to say they're not, you know, they're not looking and reading, but then they don't particularly want to participate. So you have to accept that if you've got a group, that actually, uh, don't, don't be disappointed when you haven't got you know, hundreds of comments every day when you go in. The thing with a group is, and again, it's for for you to ma- to manage the expectation. Is do you want to be? Do you want 
this group? Do you, do you want people to think that they are going to get a response immediately every time they put something in? Because that, that obviously then, if you were managing that group as as the admin person or the owner of it, you would that could could be you know twenty four seven job. Uh, so you've got to manage the expectation of people within a group, and some people have moderators as well that support them if it's a really big group. Uh, but it's all about interaction, and it's not just if you start the group off. It's not just all the messaging doesn't have to come from you. It can come from it, it's the people within the group who are helping each other. And generally, they're there for some sort of support or, you know, a collective of people who are all in the same situation or um, are all looking for the same type of help. So they're very, very popular. I mean, I don't, I kind of, I don't know what the number of groups is on Facebook, by goodness, but it must be, you know, millions because they're such a great idea and so many people are in them. Um, yeah, very popular, very popular. It's like all of the things on Facebook, some great functionality so you can create different levels for people to allow them to administer it or edit it or post or comment mm. and what have you. What's one of the main tools that you found are really useful, Chris, uh, from yours, from your perspective? From my perspective, without question, Facebook Insights. And this is a, this is a tab on the top of your Facebook page, but it's just just below your banner. In fact, um, you'll see the word insights. Click on that, and there, there is a there is a whole world of analytics that this uh, this one click will open up uh, from from the people following your page, what uh, what times they they use Facebook, and that, that's a big help on its own. Just knowing what times they're actually on Facebook. And so what are the, what are the most popular times for, what are the best times for you to post? It will, it will give you, give you your performance on, on every post that you, that you make, uh, which is also a useful, uh, useful yardstick. You can take the, have a good look at the ones that bomb and think, well, why did that bomb? Was it, was it the time of day that we mentioned before? Or was it the language I used? Or was it this? Was it that? Really interesting one I spotted last week. I thought, well, I'll just, because you can see who's, uh, who's engaging with your post. It's split by, split by gender and age. And I had a look at, uh, I had a look at my uh, performance on uh, some recent posts. And you can, you can see who the followers are and their gender and age and so on and so forth. And mine's about it. Roughly a 50-50 split. But you can also see who's engaged with them as well. And the, the ones, the people who'd engaged with a couple of my most recent posts were almost exclusively male. And I thought this was very odd because um, I've no, never seen that before, never encountered that before. So it's important for me to, to learn from that. But okay. What's the language that I'm using that has that has made these these posts have an almost exclusively male response? And you can learn things like that. So you know, change your language, write a post for uh, for, for for the uh, the lady folk in your uh, in your following and see what what that uh, what that does. What else have we got on insects? There's it's an absolute, absolute plethora. That's a good word. Ooh. Plethora of information. <laughs> we haven't used in, that for a while. Like we like the plethora word, don't we? <laughs> we do indeed. We do indeed. You can you can keep an eye on on the number of likes that come your way and when they happen. Have they happened coincidentally with specific campaigns you you've been doing, and so on and so forth. But uh, just a recommendation, click on Insights and have a play around with it because it's, there's a lot to learn from Insights. Indeed. If you look at one of your recent posts, it also explains, or rather it breaks down the difference between reach and engagement, which is something that yeah. people often get confused yeah. by. So it will show you, it will tell you how many people it's been reached. Now, reach is the number of people who will have seen that post and that, as you've already explained, is whether Facebook has opened it up to either people who follow your page or people beyond that. 
uh, because they think it's relevant. Uh, engagement includes things like reactions. So have they liked it? Have they commented on it? Have they shared it? Have they clicked on it? So is yeah. there a link in there? Have they clicked onto that link? So that's what they mean by engagement. And obviously those two fundamentals are really useful for seeing how popular and how effective that post has been. So yeah, definitely check out Insights. There are other things as well, because I'm conscious of time. Uh, there are other things you can do. You can have booking systems on there so people can book appointments with you. Uh, you can have a shop on there. You can do events so people can say whether or not they're going to be going to an event. You can give them all the information. You can invite them to it. So there's loads of stuff you can do with the page. It's 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 a fantastic tool, certainly a marketing tool that I think is quite often overlooked and underutilized by businesses. And I think no matter what your business, I think there is a use for it to engage with your audience, irrespective of what it is you might do. You might have to be a bit more creative in certain markets and sectors. You might have to work extra hard to get the engagement. But I think there is that opportunity to have that. So I guess maybe we should go around and just have our final thoughts on Facebook or final suggestions or recommendations before we we wrap it up so um shall i come to you elaine first yeah what's one thing that um we we haven't mentioned uh, is um that you can schedule posts as yeah posts on facebook which is good so if you were uh, if you're putting something on there so you're pl planning your week you can put them in all the, uh, at the start of the week or the end of the week before and then release them at whatever time. Now, obviously, if you're looking at your insights, you, you can get a good judge of when the, the best time is to do that. Uh, that saves a lot of time, obviously. So you can do that um, very easily. As you say, there's a lot on Facebook. You don't have to be a real expert to sort of work it all out. It, it is pretty good the way it sort of talks you through stuff, really. So, I um, yeah, but that's a really useful function, definitely. It's a, it, I mean, this is, as always, a rather cursory view of Facebook and its functionality, Chris, but uh, what would be one of your main suggestions or recommendations? Uh, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, Mark. We, we, we're only scratching the surface over this last uh, last hour or so, and uh, it's, it's, it's sort of necessarily a run-through. But my, my main... The main, my main go-to tool on, on Facebook, without question, is, is Insights because it points me in the right direction or keeps me pointed in the right direction. I've just had a look now after telling the story about um, having no, no female response to, to my posts. I've just had a look now and I'm pleased to say that I've, I've restored the balance between, uh, between the sexes <laughs> and, and I've now got about a 50-50 engagement with, with posts that I that I put up now, but I wouldn't have been able to to know that I was going wrong if if insights hadn't been there. Not so much going wrong, but but slanted towards one one type of my uh, audience rather than both. So uh, insights, keep an eye on it. Uh, it's 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 a bit like keeping a hand on the tiller, if you like insights. That would be my tip. Fantastic! Ooh. Oh God, I've just—I've quite literally just fucking turned my mic down because he's got the leaf blower going, and no sooner as I've, I've turned it up again, he's gone. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah. Did, did hear something? Yes. <laughs> oh, God, I heard it this month. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are editing. <laughs> um, right, fantastic. We're keeping that. We're keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much, everyone, for your contributions today. That's uh, that, as we said, that's quite a cursory review of Facebook. If you've got any questions, if you've got any suggestions, if you think that there's a particular area of Facebook you'd like us to real really nail into and have a show, especially to deal with that topic, then let us know. As I said at the outset, it's gofish at thepodstation.co.uk or direct messages on our facebook page or on instagram <laughs> linkedin and twitter uh, whichever is your preference so guys thank you very much for uh, for your thoughts and your contributions today i'm going to wrap it up because the uh, 
the leaf blower that's going in the background is getting ever noisier as as my gardener works his way around to the side of the house. <laughs> well done, Mark. All right, well, thank you very much, guys. We'll check, catch you next time. Thank you. Bye. Get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.